0: All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of What's What VR. We have returning guest Adam Knapp with us for the
1: Baton Rouge Area Chamber. Adam, how are you, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me back on. I guess I didn't screw it up the first time.
0: No, it's, and it's on me. We kind of you mentioned we were talking a little earlier. You're one of the original guys that came on from the show. Almost, we're almost, almost 200 episodes in, and kind of—we were talking a little before. This was. And I love telling this little bit of story. If I've watched some of the old episodes, you were one of the early guys, and we're all talking about the pandemic and what are we going to do and how the hell are we going to get through this? What's the next story and what's the next thing? And you can watch like if you skip like you scroll a couple pages and catch another episode, you can watch everyone's attitude kind of change. And I'm right. literally like, if you go the last few months, like you see every, like desperation, everybody just like they don't know to like maybe we're going to get through this. To where now people start talking well, when the pandemic was going, you know, you get the past right. tense. There's like a, we're right. done with it at this point. That's right. so, I love
1: that. That's pretty fascinating. You, you've been a documentarian of the whole experience.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that anybody really, I'm hoping that people watch, you know, and that's all we can do, but. That's awesome.
1: Well, congratulations. So, it's been a, it's been a great run so far and you're just probably still at the beginning.
0: Don't tell me that. It's um <laughs> I'm going to get a co-host. I'm going to find a co-host. In, I was going to um, say, it's
1: worked out nicely. You've got a beautiful kitchen. So that's that it, obviously wor- the show is panning out. So,
0: As um, we were talking, it allows me to afford the very large salad bowls you <laughs> know, for everyone.
1: <laughs> you can have all your, so. your hosts or your guests uh, and they can all eat out of two bowls. You know?
0: Exactly. And we that's have nothing in the cabinets back experience. here. There's nothing here. It's just a big bowl of salad. And we have some bottles over here.
1: That's right. That's right. Although those look empty. So we're going to have to replace that. What looks like eight bottles that you drank last night with uh, some new fresh bottles. for the Absolutely.
0: Party. I'm <laughs> going to find new friends too. Because after eight <laughs> bottles, they don't want to come back. <laughs> so, so tell me for anybody who doesn't know, what is it? Um, the housekeeping, the boring, you know, stuff we know each other, but, What is it you do at the chamber and what is it the chamber does?
1: Yeah, so So. BRAC is a regional economic development organization and business association. We serve a nine parish region, the capital region of Baton Rouge, um, to try to drive uh, economic opportunity for everyone. Our our purpose as an organization is to try to do that across a wide variety of, of programs and services that we try to run. Obviously, we we did a lot of different kinds of work during the pandemic, all still related to the challenges that businesses faced last year and early this year. Uh, but when you think about who we are as an organization, our 30 staff and our 1,500 investors, members of the organization, that's their that's our the, the thing they want us focused on most is what's what's going to drive greater access to opportunity for everyone across this region.
0: Man, you got that down perfect. I think you've been asked that before, so.
1: I think I've never said it that way. So I'm trying to do it differently every time.
0: There you go. That's, I'm, if you ask me what I do, and I'm like, you don't have time. So we'll, so, so diving into a couple of things. Anything, you know, um, kind of what's the pulse? What do you feel? We were, you know, kind of joking around, you know, that people are talking, you know, pandemic in the past tense. I know it's not technically gone, and we're still all being safe. And, you know, boilerplate, you know, here's the language. But, you know, what do you feel? You know, what do you well, see? I have,
1: my arm feels sore. I got my booster yesterday. So that's that's a thing that we talk about now. No, I feel like there's an <laughs> incredibly amount of, uh, of optimism and, 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 and positive outlook right now. Um, we've been, uh, we're going to do our economic outlook for 2022 uh, in early December at our monthly lunch. And you folks can find out more if they want to kind of hear the data on Baton Rouge. Uh, you can go to BRAC.org, B-R-A-C dot org backslash events. Uh, and what we do every year is we try to pull together all the data on Baton Rouge in one place. Uh, what we see as trends, surveys of businesses, sort of some big census and, and economic data from the BLS. So what we do in one place is kind of a big snapshot of what's going on in the economy and what we see coming for next year. But what it tells us broadly is uh, Baton Rouge is doing well. Uh, probably in, in some senses, our, our unemployment rate has recovered fully. Um, uh, in the Baton Rouge metro area. And sh- this is a shocking statistic that we saw last week. The number of job postings in Baton Rouge for October was the highest ever on record, uh, according to the tracking we do with this software service called MZ EMSI. Um 39,000 folks were, uh, or jobs were posted looking for workers in the Baton Rouge capital market. Um, and so as our em- unemployment has dropped, Uh, The number of postings have been spiking. Uh, What you see across the business community is there's a labor shortage uh, and there's incredible opportunity. And if somebody is desires a job uh, or desires to switch a job, there's a job out there for them. Uh, It's amazing moment for what we see happening in the economy. And I think it's going to heat up, Brandon, even more uh, in in 2022. Well, you know, and I'm going
0: to say this without trying to go down the rabbit hole because I didn't even think about it. And I'd probably love to have you come back on the show and us talk about it. But I was at a conference uh, a week ago, week and a half ago for about a week. And one of the uh, speakers that I actually know as a friend, and I didn't know what he was coming to talk about, but one of the things that he was talking about was, yeah, there's this labor shortage, you know, that's out there. And a lot of people are associating it to, you know, the pandemic. But what he's saying is, it's like, no, a lot of people, if you really know what's going on, and if you really look at the numbers. We've known that there was a labor shortage going to be coming because the amount of, you know, boomers retiring and people sure. leaving the work. I think he said, I'm going to be wrong, but I thought he said something. It's almost like 13,000 people a day are right. leaving the workforce. Sure. And when you combine that with COVID, it just makes it even worse. But what a lot of people, he's like, you're not, he's like, you're, you're not understanding. The shortage is not just going to go away as the virus goes away. This is not a virus problem. You know, this is just a general we're going to have for the next, he said, you know, 10 years, there's going to be this labor shortage and not to go down that whole rabbit hole, but do you see that? Does that have any, uh,
1: you know, we've been scratching our head for a while. uh, Why do we have um, uh, so many job postings and still we haven't fully recovered as an economy to our pre-pandemic uh, number of folks that are hired in, in, in jobs in the Baton Rouge market. So we we're probably down still about 25,000 jobs compared to where we were February of 2020, but we have 30,000, 39,000 job openings. Like what, what's going on? In and the, the best we can figure is a big chunk of that is what you just said. Uh, folks who ex- took early retirement or, or were already at retirement age and just chose to, to pull it off and say hey, like this, this gave me a moment to, reevaluate my life. And I decided this is a good time as any to go, go have some fun in my retirement. So I think we're seeing a huge part of these folks that just aren't coming back into the labor force to what you just said, which says we really do have to focus aggressively on finding new pools of talent, getting really aggressive and creative about you know recruitment and training programs and retooling folks for the jobs that are out there. The other fascinating thing is jobs pay better today than they did pre-pandemic. The general rate mm-hmm. per, per pay has gone up which what you expect in a supply and demand situation is that that's going to happen. We think that trend is also accelerating because of these kind of workforce imbalances that are needing to be addressed. Uh, And you have a lot more low end jobs that are paying better. Uh, So folks that used to be making maybe 10 bucks an hour now making 12 or 15 bucks an hour. Most most of those positions have had to increase their pay to compete coming out of the pandemic. So it's just a fascinating picture of what's happening across the labor.
0: No, and I think, you know, it's like it's kind of in the same vein, but kind of in the other direction because I could go a whole rabbit hole. Yeah, really so. go down that, you know, path. But, you know, the it's also I was telling somebody the other day, like we've, you know, a big portion of our economy is, you know, petrochemical oil and gas. You know, it's just that's us. You know, we've got a lot of that here and a lot of those, you know, capital projects and projects that I've been kind of telling people like, hey. This is the bright side like hey we're talking about it we survived it you know we made it now's we're all you know hopefully the good should come out of this you know there's this huge pent-up demand if we can solve this labor problem that there's the the spigot's going to open
1: i think it, it, it definitely already is I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of that one um we saw earlier this year exxon mobil make a decision for a massive uh, 500 million dollar investment uh, in in their Baton Rouge facilities for a, a modernization to put in place some capabilities. Their refinery in Texas, their two refineries in Texas already have. That was uh, expected, but competitive. They knew they knew they needed to do this. It had been rejected a couple of times by corporate when they brought forward spending plans on that. So it was it was not a given. It was something that was difficult to go make sure happened. That was that was the beginning of this year. Methanex, to your point, put their project last year on hold. They announced about a billion dollar expansion, a new third methanol production facility. Um, and they, of course, put that on hold during the pandemic when kind of the, the, the market demand for methanol disappeared. That was just rampant. And it's not like it, it, it was gone forever. Just the world needed to catch back up. Uh, and now they gave the green light a couple of months ago. That they're moving back ahead with that project in Ascension Parish to, to build another billion dollar plant uh, that, that, like I said, it was announced in 2019. Now it's being really moved forward in 2021. Uh, we just saw the announcement from Air Products. Uh, they're going to build mm-hmm. a four and a half billion dollar, uh, what they call a blue hydrogen facility, which is to make a more environmentally sustainable uh, hydrogen product that's used by all of our industrial companies as an input. Uh, but now they can make a, a more sustainable version of it, uh, which the blue hydrogen represents the fact that they will capture 95% of the carbon output of the factory and store it. They'll sequester it uh, underground, about 5,000 feet underground. Uh, and just a, 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 a fascinating way to use Louisiana's geological advantages to attract in what is a massive new investments to help kind of this transition of energy resources that we're, we're seeing across the country. So all of those kinds of things you, you have to expect, there's just a huge amount of construction that's coming into your kind of what you're alluding to there's just going to be a lot more need for workers uh than from where we are today over the next really two to three years yeah and weren't
0: you guys involved also with I was, you know we've got it's almost like it's old news now like the amazon deal you know in their facility <laughs> i talked to yeah, somebody the other sure. day yeah i talked to somebody the other day they still had not they were like oh i hadn't been out there to see are they doing anything out there i was like it's gone. It's done. Cortana's yeah. gone. You know, like right. like no, they yeah. knock some of it down? I'm like, no, it is it's,
1: done. You know, we we were we were excited about that project. It's been one that had been under discussion for for a number of years, um, back and forth on how to how to put that deal together. It died. It came back. You know, it's one of those fascinating, uh, You know, one of those fascinating projects. But it was exciting to see that announcement happen earlier this year. In short, two hundred million dollars replacing what was at Cortana. Uh, with a state- of the art state- of- the-art uh, robotics fulfillment center uh, with at least a thousand jobs likely more than that uh, that'll be based there and uh, and they have already built out what you see on Segan Lane um, uh, and what you see over in Port Allen two very large kind of last mile uh, and, and mid-mile kind of facilities that you have between those two facilities. Really fascinating to see what's been happening. Between those, probably somewhere between 600 and, and, and 800 or 900 employees already at those two facilities. And then this next one that'll be launched uh, and opened late next year.
0: That's, I think people forget about it. You know, if you go talk about, you know, you are just talking about, you know, between the air, gas, between the Exxon, between, there's a lot happening here. And I think it's one of those, People don't realize it, you know. Oh, they're just like, "Oh, there's nothing popping. going on in Baton Rouge." It's like, no, there's a lot happening.
1: No, it, it, lot it's fascinating. Coming. It's it's popping. Uh, we we are been we've been enjoying a great deal of uh, growth. For example, we got our census data since you and I last talked, and Baton Rouge saw much more rapid growth than than our census forecasting had been telling us. We're now eight hundred fifty thousand in population. The estimate was that we were going to be in the neighborhood of eight hundred twenty five thousand. So it's definitely. Even bigger than we originally assumed, uh, kind of before the census data was completed, um, and just it's it's growing at a at the high end of forecast data, uh, which has been fascinating to watch. Wow,
0: I had no idea it was that
1: big. Yep. I guess I'm yeah, looking yep. at
0: the wrong numbers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, the census was fascinating, and and it shows kind of how that's playing out in all of our our nine parish region. Uh, it's just been very uh, really, really interesting to watch. Um, the other one that I'll mention uh, on our business development work. So we talked about. You know the heavy industrial work, uh, Cortana, which is a logistics facility uh, for Amazon, but you also have uh, growth in technology companies. In the last year, you've seen companies like General Informatics both acquired and now making acquisitions in the software space. Just about all of our existing companies in the software uh, space seem to be growing that are kind of, I would call that domestic uh, firms. Uh, IBM continues to be above the baseline that they had targeted of 800 jobs uh and they continue to be doing well and then we just had an announcement uh two weeks ago that a company called rural sourcing um is locating a 150 person software development center uh they have said they want to have that located in downtown baton rouge and we expect that company has been growing rapidly we expect them to be hiring uh hiring up over the next two to maybe three years so it's really interesting to see how the technology sector continues to blossom as well um and largely driven by access to talent, the presence of, uh, of a growing tech sector here, um, and, and even more graduates coming out of our universities uh, with, with degrees in that space. Uh, and frankly, more folks coming out with two-year associate's degrees from our community colleges. Uh, there's a, a large and growing wing of BRCC, probably y'all may not know about this, that is just focused on uh, software development and, uh, and IT services. It's been fascinating to see across all education, that technology is really becoming a, a, a platform for everybody to focus. On.
0: Yeah. And I think you had mentioned, you know, that's where I was about to, you know, kind of, you just kind of segued me there. Some of these, you know, associate and degree programs are some things that's happening over, you know, in EBR at the school system, right? They're doing, yeah, I think you had, you know, there's some changes. On,
1: yeah. The, the superintendent was on your show a few, uh, maybe a month ago or a few episodes back. Uh, and we have been really blown away by what his vision is. So he interesting for us is he was previously the, the head of schools in Nashville, kind of the number two position uh, in the Nashville school system. And one of the things Nashville has done that's really amazing is every high school has what they call a career academy, where as a freshman in high school, you start to get exposed to career choices that you you may choose to go straight into the workforce after high school and they can help you get a path that gives you the credentials or the certificates or an associate's degree that you need to be able to be employable day one after high school, should you choose not to go on to community college or a four year. So these, so in East Baton Rouge, superintendent Narcisse has been meeting with BRCC uh, LSU and Southern about whether it's possible. We know it is uh, for him to have every high school student potentially on track where they could earn a technical certificate or an associate's degree while they're still in high school, paid for by EBR instead of going to their maybe their home high school they might be able to access uh, classes. They call it so-called early college at VRCC instead of going to their home high school, graduate, play sports at their home high school, but actually get a diploma uh, while they're still in high school. I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, it's already happening in EBR. They've got a pilot program at Glen Oaks this year. They've got a pri- pilot program they've been doing uh, at Terra High School in partnership with IBM. About 60 kids are in that program. Um, they're doing a lot of this at the Career Technology Education Center where BRCC is collaboratively teaching cybersecurity, construction, nursing, manufacturing trades. Uh, and there's a charter school in Baton Rouge that has about, a, I want to say, 400 kids uh, that go straight from GeoPrep, it's over off of Florida, they go straight to, to high school uh, at BRCC. Uh, they, they, as a charter school, they're basically sending 400 of their kids over to BRCC already for this same idea. So it's very, very much real and possible. So now EBR is exploring what does that look like at scale. Uh, and So we're, we're excited to see things like that as part of their vision for helping address what is this long-term talent shortage that you, you and I were talking about.
0: No, and that's exactly where I was going with that is that it's almost, you know, I don't know who's done the trajectory here, but like, do these, you know, do these intersect at the right time? You know, when we've got Amazon spending hundreds of millions and we've got Exxon, you know, building, and, you know, can we get some of these kids, you know, you can make a very, very good living, you know, running through some of these P Tech programs and getting out into some of these, you know, plants or getting into, you know, some of these companies. And if you can start that early, you know, can we have them ready when they're ready, you know, to start so we're, hiring?
1: We're all working hard on that very mapping that you're describing. Uh, we we launched a, are in the process of building, working on a, a partnership with EBR that has the five industry sectors that have the most demand. How do we get kind of a broad cross-section of business leaders from each of those five sectors? So think about med, pre-med, life sciences as a big, broad category of talent need. And so there's five of those getting the right kind of business leaders who are hiring, facing shortages, kind of doing forecasting, uh, that they're talking to BRCC and EBR and LSU and Southern about what we need to see coming out of education and how how quickly we're going to need that talent. So that's the exact purpose of this partnership from our standpoint is to try to sort of map that out and manage some of that collaboration across industry sectors over the next couple of years.
0: And I think the, you know, to me, the elephant in the room, and I think you guys are addressing this as well, is, you know, we run these kids through these programs. We have, you know, EBR pay for it. You know, we work the partnerships. Now we got to get them to stay, you know, you know, somehow, you know, don't bail on us, you know,
1: stick yeah. around. You, you, you have a great segue, right? So we started a <laughs> project uh, about 14 months ago. Actually, we started it before that we announced it about 14 months ago. Uh, in September of 2020, this is one of those projects we kind of put on hold at the beginning of the pandemic. We didn't want to wait too long, um, where we wanted to have all of our higher education partners, two-year, four-year, private schools like FranU, everybody that has a student enrolled in higher education in Baton Rouge, we wanted them to be on the same platform for job seekers. Uh, So we think about the the old-fashioned experience maybe we had growing up where we went to uh, career services, or I went to a, a college you know, job fair, and there was really no intelligence or matchmaking or broad access. It was just kind of who showed up that day that you got exposure to or over a series of events. That's, that's really radically changed today, as you would hope and expect. Uh, today in Baton Rouge, and we can say this only as of 2021, every one of our higher education partners are on the same software platform called Handshake. Handshake is something that everybody can download. Uh, If you're recruiting workers from community colleges all the way through LSU, you know, postdocs, um, every uh, it's a platform for job seekers. It's free to businesses to put their jobs postings on it. Uh, It's free to the students to search for jobs on it. Uh, And all of our higher education partners pay Handshake so that we don't have to. And so you can get on there and post jobs or if you're a student, you can activate your account at any of these institutions on Handshake. What's cool about that, Brandon, is that for small businesses in Baton Rouge, you know, it feels like a monolith. How the hell do I crack the code to get into these massive campuses to find this the, this, the workers that I might want to match up with my open positions? And I may only have two positions open, right? So how do you make sure that you kind of tap into this platform? Well, Handshake is basically the tool for that and so we started this partnership with all of our higher education partners to, to really set some expectations for businesses signing up for it. We put a bunch of money behind marketing this over the last year about how to find your next intern. Um, and all of our higher education partners said they would adopt Handshake. They now have done that. We're the, either the first place in America or the second place in America that has all of our institutions on the same platform. So there's not many that have gotten this far to be able to say, you know, we, we can connect our businesses and our students to try to keep them here so that those students know what jobs actually are available and don't have to guess or run into a family member or a friend who could tell them about a job.
0: It's funny, and people might think that this is set up, but honest to God, it's not. You said handshake, and I was like, wait, hold on. And I went to the other screen and I started searching. I've got, I'm looking at an email thread of between my production manager and some of our editorial managers. And literally, I've literally, it's first thread. I found that using the Handshake app is the best way to find, you know, new, you know, employees and interns, you know, have a look at it and they give a link.
1: There's a testimonial right there. So if you go to (laughs) brack.org backslash handshake, uh, we we reached out to the company. We created a partnership about how to promote this to try to make it easy for an employer to learn how to sign up, activate an account. So if somebody's hearing this, like, oh, I want to learn more, go to brac.org br- uh, backslash handshake. And there's a lot of tutorials and guidance about how to set up your handshake account.
0: Yeah, no, I'm looking. This one's from our New Orleans office. She's like, yeah, we're grabbing interns all the time from Loyola, Tulane University. And then she goes in. Then the other one's like, well, do they?" It's, I could forward you an advertisement right here, yeah, you know, right. for it. It's,
1: but I thought uh, of one, I remember sitting also, in a meeting. As of this year, it's also community college students, uh, which only got turned on in, uh, in the, at the end of summer that they, that LCTCS announced with us in May that they were also signing up on Handshake, which is why we can say every, we have, I don't know if you know this, we have 54,000 students in Baton Rouge in higher education. Um, across all of our higher education institutions, this is a college town, and you can access as an employer all fifty four thousand of those students on one on one software app on one Handshake app. Which is it pretty awesome?
0: We think. Yeah, that's she was just mentioning. You know, you post it. You know, within a day or two, the schools accept it and it goes out. And it's what's cool. It's you don't have you know those fifty some thousand students. They're not on ZipRecruiter. They're not on Indeed. You're not going to find them there. You know that's. It's it's an easy way. It's meeting them where they are Whatever. on an app. I want to know where right. they are. That's right. that's
1: so so right. man, it also uh, it allows for a ton of data tracking for the employer, for the institution about matching uh, that that thing you just described is really a key feature of that is you you choose which institutions your jobs get shown to which students at which institutions. So you can turn on LSU, turn off LSU, turn on Southern, turn on BRCC. So it's pretty neat that you have that flexibility. You can turn on Stanford, you know, where do you want to look for students? So it's kind of, a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's amazing how they have really become the defined standard for this kind of job search for college students. It's amazing.
0: And so does this feed or
1: tie into...
0: The program y'all you know, did, the BR Works program, or is that kind of a separate, or
1: these so somehow they're separate, they're cousins, me. you know. Yeah. So we would love it if we could figure out how to make sure that job postings on BR Works get mapped over to Handshake. We haven't gotten that figured out yet with uh, both of those technology providers, but it's a great, great opportunity. We think so. Let me kind of describe, uh, since you opened it, uh, what what BR Works is. Uh, during the pandemic. Um, we did a 48-hour sprint project when a, when an employer called us in, in Baton Rouge and said, "Hey, you know, we're hiring right now. We got a ton of open jobs, growing demand." There's a uh, a company called uh, Capital City Produce? You probably know the folks. Amazing company. Um, they said, "Hey, we would love to have some guidance on how to get our postings more visibility." So we we went and looked at it, and of course, Baton Rouge around that time had 40 or 50 thousand folks on unemployment insurance, right? So you're saying, well, this doesn't make sense that it's hard to get jobs kind of cut through the noise and get those postings in front of this kind of huge number of folks that are out of work. Um, and so we created something that was a kind of a skunk works project of, of, of links to open positions that are uh, that employers were searching for people. And then we just started pushing the hell out of that on social it became one of the most visited pages on our website during the end of the, so the, the latter part of last year, I was about to say the end of the pandemic. But the uh, the cool thing is, is that it was a very effective and simple thing we did um, and we updated it weekly. But we re- what we recognized is that that's really not a very intelligent solution. It's pretty dumb, just like old Yahoo, you know, a collection of links. So we said is we want to have something that's a much more intelligent job search tool. We looked around and found that there's this platform where um, they're already scraping for Baton Rouge all the open positions um, in a given market from a broad variety of HR uh, online tools. Um, And they have a really cool feature that when we launch this next year, you'll be able to scan your resume. It'll, uh, using optical character recognition, figure out your skills as a job seeker based on the words that are on your page of your resume. It'll then code those into the service. They've done that same uh, sort of matching of words on job postings, and they'll heat map your resume skills to the existing open positions in Baton Rouge and tell you, hey, these are the 10 best jobs based on the skills that are shown on your resume. And then, of course, you can add or remove skills if you think you got it wrong. Um, but it's really cool. It's kind of like, like a, a, a Spotify account for circuit church for a job. Um, and so we're, we're hopeful to be able to launch BR Works next year. Uh, we've got it in beta internally. We're doing some testing with it and talking to our developers about it. But kind of watch this space early next year. We expect to launch and make this available for folks that are trying to retool, trying to find jobs or employers who are trying to make sure that they're focusing their search more aggressively in the Baton Rouge area. So that's kind of what BR Works is going to be coming out next year.
0: No, that sounds exciting because it sure be. You know, it's like there's this gap, right? You know, there's the handshake, which we've gotten full buy-in on. And then it's you're left on your own, you know, or you're back to the zip recruiters. And and I just, I personally, I'm not a fan, you know, the, the zip recruiters and the Indeeds and all those big job boards. I just don't know. I haven't had as much success with them. But I think if you can find, you know, if you can tool that down, get it local and then actually do some actual matching, you know, there to actually make sense. You know, some of those other tools to me haven't worked as well. And this seems like this would be, hey, it's something homegrown. And then it's, you can get more adoption out of that thing at the end of the day.
1: Um, well, we it's homegrown and we we selected with, we think is a best in class software provider for a tool that that they, they offered. They're only really building these out as kind of regional platforms. Um, they have an enormous amount of, of labor market data. So they can also tell you we know that a position for a software developer in Baton Rouge pays roughly $72,000 a year. So you should expect to be able to earn this much in this position. So they can look at the position, even though the job isn't posted with a salary, they can kind of help you get a guess on, on or a read on what's likely the the, the the rate of pay for some of these open positions too. Pretty interesting.
0: Well, that'll be interesting. And I think that's one thing, you know, I guess I'll bring up and kind of round this out here. because I know you've got some things to do but it's what you guys are doing in the community is a lot of people don't know about it. I'm even ignorant to a lot of it, you know, to where a lot of us, you know, small business owners, we're, we're stuck and we, it's hard, you know, don't get me wrong. I tell everybody, you know, it's running a small business, you know, it can be difficult, but there's so many resources here in Baton Rouge that you guys can provide, you know, that the, the city provide, that can help out. You know, I was talking with, um, visit Baton Rouge the other day. And they were talking about like, look, if you're bringing people into town, you know, give us a call. We'll help you set up a whole itinerary of what to do, where to go. We'll get entertainment. You guys have got resources, you know, on, you know, this data, you know, the job matching, you know, building. And we just don't know that. I think too many times as business owners we're head down looking at, you know, Hey, this is what I've got to do next. I've just got to figure it out. You know, you, and you don't have time to kind of go look around, but it, I'd say you know if everybody popped their head up, you know, hit your website once in a blue moon, or come out to one of them. You know, are you having meetings yet again? Are they? We are. Yeah. Thing? So we
1: have uh, a monthly lunch coming up next month, uh, and we we put them on hold during the Delta variant. We had restarted them, brought them down, putting them back on now. We started last month, and uh, and expect to have a great show in coming up next month. And then we will have uh, events all next year, uh, every month. We'll we'll be doing something so you can kind of track track our activities over the course of next year, for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, hopefully people will take advantage of it. I know you got a full team down there that's, you know, that's what you're here for, right? To help the businesses in this community succeed, grow business, you know, provide economic development, get everything moving. You know, I think there's a lot of fancy words people throw around, you know, the economic development, like I was saying, you know, retention and hiring and talent. It's like, no, we're just trying to get business done and we're here to help.
1: We just need somebody to help us navigate through all these incredibly variable times, right? This is, is a lot of That's, change right now. And how to have, have, have somebody that can help give you some resources and tips is a big part of what we're trying to do.
0: I used to have um, in my office years ago, I hadn't had it in a while, but I think, it, I, think if I remember right. It was Bob Parsons who started GoDaddy. And it was a quote that he says, no one knows true fear like an entrepreneur the night before payroll. So <laughs> that's right. So, well, look, I kind of generally tell everybody, I know you got more important things to do than sit around and talk to me all day. So, I appreciate you popping in here, We're kind of running through, seeing what's going on and everything you guys are doing. I think it's amazing, and probably shouldn't wait as long to get an update from you every now and then. Any, the anytime you know, we is. always
1: got more to talk about, and I, I would just say uh, for everybody out there, I think being positive and optimistic about the future. Uh, you know, we, we can tear ourselves down or our communities down, but to our own detriment rather than finding out the great things that are happening, uh, and spreading the good news, the good word about kind of what's going on in Baton Rouge which is what your show is about. What's what?
0: Yeah. Well, we try to do what we can, right? <laughs> so. That's right. All right. Well, I will try to put it together. I'll try to get with you. We'll talk about some of this stuff, maybe get
1: a regular cadence and, uh, we'll let you get back to the real work. Anytime you want it, I'm ready. I got i have always got more we can share.
0: All right, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Talk soon.